Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here, and we are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida. This is KMA episode number 437, and I am here as always with my trusted gang, with the goat, the man himself, Alex Tavala, and sitting for the producer who does the least, and our number one KMA contributor, my man, William Coop. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good morning, Coop. What's going on, buddy? Oh, good to good to all be back today. Um, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Minus one. Minus one. Uh, is uh, it really minus one? I was just gonna say that it really. <laughs> I mean, if it's know. minus, if it's minus anything, is Alex has to do the back end work during the show. That's it's and, it. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So is it is it he's going Halloween costume shopping? I, I stopped. Disney, I stopped Disney. even trying to keep track. <laughs> he claims he's going to meet somebody's new baby or something or other but again yeah i don't know another <laughs> i don't it, it's just really i really just stopped even inquiring why he's <laughs> not around. it really is so coop what what's going on man what's new um you know it's been uh it's actually been a very busy month for me just uh inside and outside cigars uh probably probably the busiest month i've had of the year um, I'm getting ready to start getting back and travel. I haven't traveled since I saw you guys at the uh, anniversary party. Um, so I'm going, I'm kind of getting excited about that. And, um, you know, fall's here. Like I got leaves falling all over the place here. So the leaves kind of came down over um, the past week. Yeah. yeah That's is- actually a time of year. I miss. Yeah. I forget yeah. about that. I even forget that it happens. It is like actually year. awesome. But when you have to clean the leaves up, it, it gets old quickly, is what I'll tell you. It is beautiful. You kid the that's what you hire people for. for. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly, exactly. It's on the car and yeah, but t- times are different now. Now the kid wants sixty five dollars. He's he's uh, he I got to go pound, the I got to go since the go pandemic. Pound sand. Yeah, go pound sand is what I tell. <laughs> uh, so uh, no, I mean it's a. Uh, I mean, like I said, we're getting uh, getting to the end of the year for cigars, so. Uh, I've been heavy into a review cycle, smoking a lot, which is good. So, um, so all good. I mean, it's been a good, good uh, couple of weeks. Miss, miss doing the show, so I'm glad we're all back today. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been a little bit underwater, just slightly. A little bit. A little bit yeah, I think I was but, here to what about three thirty the other night. A couple times. Yeah, you know, I've actually a couple of people asked me, they said, "Well, is everything all right?" I said, "They're opening a warehouse. These guys are not sleeping." I mean, yeah, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard some stories already. I said, "Gotta be a little patient with these guys." I mean, yeah. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people realize it's yeah. it's there's a whole uh, once you know getting the product and shelves built and in, in the way. That was the easy part. Yeah, right, that, I mean, right. which is time consuming in itself. Yeah. But then there's a 
a whole other side of it. So you guys can actually click add to cart and buy the stuff that is new and sitting in the warehouse. And I'm so, telling you, as, as hard as we worked, I was scrolling this morning through the link you sent me for the new products. I still can't believe how many pictures aren't still up. There's a couple things that say photo coming soon. As hard as we've been working, man, it's like, holy cow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Let, let me put it this way. You can ask Alex. About three weeks ago, we had, you know, we keep track of all new copy we need. So when we get product in, we ask for copy. Three weeks ago, it was probably, what, Alex, 250, 60, 70, 80. We needed 200 and roughly 70, say. Yeah, easily. Cop, copy for different various new products. And, like, it wouldn't have gotten done till next year at the rate it was being attacked. So, literally, like, I started writing copy, and we managed to catch up and got pretty much all the copy we needed done to date. Now we're just got to catch up on some photos. But uh, Yeah, your creative juices got going, and you were just writing away. By the way, people, copy is that description that you read of the products. It doesn't just appear from nowhere. It's got to yeah. be. It magically. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't magically appear. If anybody knows about writing copy, it's cool. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, no, it's, yeah. It's speaking a of copy, of Coop, how about a little uh, copyright infringement or uh, what was going on the other day? Well, um, I basic what happens is, you know, when you have a website, you're you're able to kind of track who's accessing and linking to your website. And all of a sudden I started seeing a lot of links coming from a website I hadn't heard of. And when I went to the website, it was basically a replica of all my content. Uh, and there was got there was some of Dojo's content. Now, some guys think it's very funny, like, and they want to make jokes about stuff like this, right? It, it's no joke. This is like if Abe, if someone went in and cleared out your humidor overnight. I mean, this is it's yeah. bad, and we'll, because it hurts us in in our rankings online, right? If, it, if there's duplicate copy out there, um, it hurts because um, to, you have to con you have to either get the person to take it down. Or you have to force a takedown, right, through the uh, internet service provider, and those are costly in terms of time and money. Uh, but actually, before I had a chance to start even searching for the guy, Eric from Dojo found found the guy. It was uh, it was someone who really didn't know what they were doing. He, yeah, if Eric says right. the guy, if, if Eric says the guy's innocent, the guy's innocent, uh, and, he, and he took it right down. But um, yeah, it, this is people don't realize how this is like. Our content is our inventory, is what I tell people. Right. So when it's stolen, it's it's not something to joke about, is what I'll. And, and a couple of people do think it's funny, right? And I, and I get it, but they, you know, you wouldn't think it's funny if it happened to you, is what I'll say. Because it's, it's it's like your worst nightmare. It's your worst nightmare. No, it's it's really not funny, but sometimes it is innocent. I, I I've actually been guilty of this early in my career. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget. Um, it wasn't me personally who was guilty, but it was my company. When we were first putting the website together, right? Um, one of the guys I was working with was trying to piece everything together. So he went on Google to Im get an image. Pulled, and I even remember the Im product. It was Cabaguan. He pulled the image of Cabaguan, used it up on our website. Next thing you know, I get a call from Pete Johnson. And I guess they 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 pulled the, the image they pulled from was the image used on the New Havana site, Dan Welsh's site. So... Pete's like, you know, hey, man, you know, you got to take his picture down. I said, Dude, what picture are you talking about? So, like, I had no clue what was going on. And right, right. We, we took it down right away, and it was literally, like, since that day, you know, I said, all right, we have to take our own photos of everything. Yeah. You know, because I was just starting. I wasn't building it. Some other guy was building it. I, you know, I just didn't know how he was getting the photos. I didn't even think right. to ask. Yeah. And he's just going on Google. Oh, here's a good picture. and putting it on the site. And it was like, oh, no, no, no. 
Well, all the so, best is I've gotten press releases with photos, right, that were unauthorized photos, and they turned out to be Charlie Minato's photos from Halfway, all right? <laughs> that someone actually lifted, put it in their press release, didn't use permission for it, and it wasn't these, and they and they cropped out the watermarks on top of that, right? Right. So, you know, Charlie was was very nice about it, and and he said, hey, you could either attribute us to it or just take if you take it down, either decide what you want, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, you know, those things we cool work about it. I mean, I think I needed a photo in a pinch for something that I we did, and, he, and we did. He didn't have the product. I literally say, "Hey, can I? Do you mind if I use this?" He says, "No, man, just put you know photo by half wheel. That's it." Yeah, I mean, most most of us are pretty good in the media about that, right? If someone comes to you and, and wants a photo, like I've never denied anyone, right? But this this was even beyond that. This was every one of my words. This was every one of my photos, right? And the funny thing is, we're reading the legal disclaimers on their site, and they're saying you have your you no one has permission to use anything on this site. I'm like, so in other words, you ripped off my stuff, but I don't have permission. To use well, coop, <laughs> coop, he ripped off that disclaimer. Right, right. I mean, like, you, you know, I know it was funny. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Guys like that just want to get in, don't want to do the hard work. They they yeah. copy everything, including the disclaimer from somebody's page, not even mm -hmm. understanding what they what they're copying. Right, right. yeah, but. I can tell you I've gone through a couple of these. I know Brian Glenn has gone through this a lot. I mean, he Brian actually, Glenn has done a lot of litigation. But Brian's, <laughs> and I totally understand Brian's position. And Brian was very helpful when this first happened to me, what to do. Um, and first of all, you it's either you got to do a lot of work yourself or you got to pay someone to do it. And because my right. time is limited, I, I have to, I've had to pay people to do this, right? And it's not a, it's, it's, not, it's a costly process is what I'll just say. So um, it's not fun when you have to go through this. And on Thursday when this happened, I just I was like, oh, man, this is all I need right now well, with everything going on this month. So, But lucky it was resolved. It's all, it's all good. Um, I honestly, if Eric says the kid was innocent, I believe the kid was in. It was, it was a young guy, according to Eric. So I'm just going to take Eric's word on it. Master Sensei. Yeah, he seemed like the guy was just ignorant to what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and that that happens a lot. I mean, sometimes when like I've seen retailers use my <laughs> photos, I just reach out to them, and and you know, it's, and I don't like say I don't like say you have to take this down. I just say, hey, look, you know, can you either attribute if you attribute it to us, you can just use it, and, and it always works out with stuff. Right. Like that. That, that that's not the stuff that is as bad as what happened this week because that's pretty bad when all your content is suddenly absolutely. Duplicated. Yeah, yeah. I, I checked after I saw Eric's post and. The, the the site went from you know all this all this content to like four four articles <laughs> yeah. there was like four original content articles on the whole site now yeah exactly <laughs> so Alex what is the scenery we are we are uh, showcasing uh, this uh, Saturday morning oh yeah this uh, this morning scenery is actually uh, Central High School Philadelphia the high school I went to really yes the uh, did you finish. No, I didn't finish it. Okay, but for I the time really, I was, I, I'm, I was, I was the time I was there, it. Central was actually the is that is the top academic high school in the city. The problem for me with Central was I went to Catholic grade school, and when I got to Central, um, it's basically run like college. You don't show up; they don't call your house. It's you either pass during test time, or you know, there's no calling your parents. There's no, oh, you cut, you cut. Test time comes, you fail at some point, or you you accumulate so many absences, we're just going to can you. And uh, yeah, I, I think junior year, I racked up like a hundred absences out of 180 days, and uh, that was my that was my exit from Central. But I still I still love the place. 
great school. So when you didn't go to school, what did you do? I uh, I went and ran in the streets of Philly. Yeah, I ran the streets of South yeah. Philly. And, you know, played basketball and pitched quarters and you know, gambled and shit like that. Stupid shit. <laughs> Dumb shit. Nice, nice. But more importantly, I would like to talk about this this butte right here. Can you see? Wait, that? I didn't. I. I Can is this from Abe? It? Wait, is I, this from Abe? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there was no there was no post up on this on Facebook. Oh, yeah, there was, was. there was a post. Oh, okay, okay. Are you kidding me? No post. I've okay. been signing bills. And is that is that a piece of paper? Did you frame it? It's a framed piece of paper. It's like one of those. Paper you didn't frames. really frame the dollar. Oh, you damn right I did. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna spend where, it. This where's is that frame? Huh? Where's that frame? What do you mean? Where's the frame? This You're is holding the frame. a copy, right? A paper copy. No, I'm holding – we have a graphic designer, Abe, who designed me a picture frame, and your bill is placed in the middle of my – Oh, you, you got taped frame. in there? Yeah. That's funny. Now, that yeah. is great. This is You know why he news. taped that dollar bill in the frame? Because he knows he'll never need room for any other ones. We shall see. Maybe I'll never bet again, and I'll go out the champ. That yeah. That's your only hope, buddy. Because yeah. you know that was a blindsided, I was overwhelmed, tactical decision. No, 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 no. You no, know no. it. That was skillfully crafted by me because y you have to use a little skullduggery to get a bet with A. I knew you were way off. You pitched the bet, and I knew if I jumped on it immediately, you would have said no. So I had to play, uh, I don't know, let me think. Uh, okay, I guess I'll bet. And I knew it, and I had you. Finally, I got you in my clutches. <laughs> it happens. It happens it once fatigue. in a while. It was fatigue. It could be, it could be the start of a streak. It could so be the start of a new streak. You never know. What was the damn bet? Should we tell no, we don't, we, no, we don't give out the bet. We never give out the bet. We never I, give out the bet. I, I, owe five, I always sign $5 bill to fake Alan and Ruben. That's right. Yeah, I just I have to get together. I give it to him in person, so. Speaking I, I, of which, I got my I got my future winnings right here. Yeah, speaking of which, I, I, still at the top of the list. I do have an issue. Like, listen, there's a lot of times that I'm late paying my bet only because I literally carry zero cash. Well, it right. took it took me over thirty days to get a one dollar bill from him. Mm, I don't know about that long. A lot of times we forget about it, maybe. But I pay my bets. He I does. pay my bets. Quentin's bet is what six months old? I was doing a jerky contest. Hey, what did you have to do to get your dollar bill from me? What did I? I'm actually a little disappointed that it was already done and waiting for me because I wanted to get a picture. <laughs> He's smart. Ready on my desk. Yeah, he had it. I wanted to get a picture of him, or you know, writing it, <laughs> writing copy on my dollar bill, but it was already done. But yeah, Quentin, I, I mean, come on, man, you're you're kind of a deadbeat at this point. It's been like six months. I don't even remember when the jerky contest was. And you dedicated your dollar bill to him. I like, no, what? I took him off. Once I realized he still hadn't paid his debt, I took him off. It's no longer dedicated to him. A jerk, what contest? <laughs> well, we got a pretty special guest, dear friend of ours, actually personal friend of mine for many, many, many years. Uh, we've been tracking his uh, his career and now his newest venture. We had him on uh, before his venture lost, right after he kind of announced he was starting his new company. And now it's happened and his cigars are on the market. So it's... Uh, uh, kind of cool. We have him on today and uh, see how things are going. It's time for our Meet Your Maker segment. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now 
and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. There he is, the man of the hour, Michael Herklotz. I'm sure you Michael, Michael. Michael. Welcome up, back fellas? to KMA, Mike. Thanks for having me. I always appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so tell us, you know, how has so cigars have been out, they're on stores. How has this launch been for you? What did it go as planned? Were there unforeseen you know, difficulties that you didn't expect. I mean, you listen, you're not, you're not a newcomer. You're not a guy who just made the business. You've been around, you've been with companies who had launches. So you probably have more experience than most people who are getting into this, you know, cigar game. Um, how, how did the launch go? Well, it certainly did not go as planned. Um, you know, never you, did, you, thing you never do, right. but that's fine. Uh, but it, it was successful. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, here we are, probably a year from when I was on the show saying that, that we were closing that Sherman and, and didn't know what I was going to do. And, and uh, you know, I have options and I'll think about the options and make the best decision. And here we are probably 12 months later and um, we are commercial. We have timeless Sterling and prestige have landed in stores and are, are available. And the Ferio Tego, um, annual limited release, the Elegancia and the Generoso um, were sold out pretty much immediately and then allocated throughout the country to retailers and are now being sold through. So we've got we've got two blends, Prestige and Sterling um, in market. The limited editions are selling through for 2021 and uh, Supreme and Panamericana uh, Timeless are on their way. So it's 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 an exciting it's an exciting conclusion to, to what was, um, you know, a pretty hectic year. What was the production on the Ferio Tego cigars? Uh, we really have not publicly announced oh. the, the actual numbers, uh, but pretty I lean. Tried. No, no, no problem. Um, it, it was a pretty, pretty lean run for, for two reasons. The first reason um, is because we knew that it would probably land in the latter part of the year and, and we also knew that they would be annual releases, so we didn't want to overproduce 2021, knowing that we would produce a 2022. That didn't make any sense. The second reason it was so lean, to be honest, is when we placed these orders back in February, we had no idea how we were going to sell them. So I figured, let's order enough that I can go out and bang on some doors and try to sell them and not get stuck with them. Fast forward, of course, um, we entered into an agreement with um, the good folks at Davidoff USA. And so that really made it um, uh, much more seamless to be able to sell these products into market um, and sell them quickly. Uh, but but when we placed the orders, obviously, we didn't have a firm route to market. And, uh, and so we just kept that production very lean. But the 2022 production um, will be larger, not significantly larger, but larger. What was it like going back to Davidoff? I mean, obviously you had a, a you know a long relationship with Davidoff. Was that was that a part of what came into your decision making process that you figure it might be easier? You knew the company and you had relations with them. Is, is, was that what kind of maybe steered the choice there? Well, um, 
it kind of wasn't going back because they manufacture um, our Metropolitan Host. And that's a product that as soon as I got to Nat Sherman from Davidoff, my first call was to the company I had just left saying, hey, by the way, we're going to obviously keep production at the um, Camacho factory and, uh, you know, would appreciate your continued support, which they did. And so we worked very close together throughout the entire time at David at Nat Sherman working on host. Um, and, and so when we were looking for a distribution model, we looked at a lot of different options. Davidoff was one of them. Um, but really as we kind of, um, started digging into what a working relationship would look like with Davidoff, um, it was very, very clear that it was the best option for us that they would protect our products as much as we would want them protected, treat them like they're theirs, even though they're ours. We were able to keep our manufacturing partners um, and they were going to incorporate it into their portfolio, not just pick, pack and ship. So we would be able to get that real hands-on representation um, in stores, in market. And that was a, a huge advantage. And it's it's really gone great. Everyone is really all in. Um, it's great to see the, the, the pride that I think the sales team at Davidoff has to represent Ferriotego in market. And, um, you know, we're, we have a great relationship. It's great. Now, I know Davidoff's dabbled in accessories. Is this the first time they've ever done a distribution deal for, for somebody else's brand? Uh, no. If you go way back. I was going to say, I can't really recall my time. They had Panther. If I recall, in, in the yeah, U.S., okay. they had like premium cigars, cigars. Premium cigars. Then their their probably most recognizable would have been Room One Hundred One, which came with the commercial right. acquisition. Duh. Yep, forgot about that because that it didn't. It was in the works with Camacho pre Davidoff acquisition. It was executed by Davidoff after the Camacho acquisition. So they had Room One Hundred One for some time, um, and then they did. Um, uh, St. Dupont and accessories, yeah. uh, but not premium cigars. So I think this is the first um, model where it is both premium cigars as well as our accessories, our our Encora brand. Um, but you know, without getting too deep in the weeds, it's a very different approach than I think perhaps they've done in in the past. Um, and we really wanted to design this so that we all felt. Um, we all felt like we had a say in the way this was going to work. Um, and everyone feels a sense of, they certainly don't have ownership, but I think everyone feels a sense of ownership, um, in how we go to market. And we also have a very different relationship. You know, I've, they've been family for, for 20 years of my career of a 22 year career. That's a, that's quite a long time. And so I think they also feel um, a, a great sense of pride, as do I, that, that we're working together on this exciting project. Um, were there any other people that you were considering at the time? Or was yeah, that of course. a choice? No, no, no. We, had, we were down to three, um, and they were all great. The, and everyone was very supportive, even coming out of the gate. We had sort of narrowed it to three. And my partner, Brendan... Um, is our, was the former CFO of Nat Sherman, and he sends me this email, and the subject was Dork Report, and <laughs> he sends me this great Excel file, and it's just it's basically a blind assessment of the three options, 
and it had everything from uh, shipping windows to costs to uh, you know all the pros and cons, and he created this this dork file that that valued all these different things, and then created a rating system on the bottom. And he said, okay, now you assess the value in each one of these things, and it will give you a value at the bottom, and then you tell me which one it is. And uh, and so I did it, and I sent them the scores back, and he said, it's Davidoff. And I said, then let's just do it. You know, enough is enough. Let's lock it in. Coop, you don't need permission to ask questions now. Okay. You know, you're, you're well, I, I, I got to yeah, get a word in. I'm like doing poll stuff, so I need I, you today. I, I got to get a word in. <laughs> no, so Mike, um, Davidoff, okay? And I know you've been supporting the trade shows. Davidoff's right now in a different position as far as the trade shows go. How are you balancing that out in terms of uh, a working relationship with Davidoff and, and you supporting the trade shows? Well, Terry Ochego is a completely independent company. We are owned entirely by myself and, and my partner, Brendan. Um, and uh, we, act, we talked about that even in our early stage um, of discussing this as a fulfillment solution that the PCA as an organization is very important to us. It's also very important to Davidoff. They are members in good standing of the PCA. Mm -hmm. um, TAA is a very important association for us. We are independently members in good standing. So is Davidoff. Um, when it comes to trade show, there are obviously a, um, a small group of retail of, of manufacturers who have elected not to participate in the show. That's an independent business choice. Ferio Tego made a different choice and that was to attend the show. And it's just that easy. So there's no conflict. Um, we elected to go, they elected not to, and we went. Okay. So what happens? Let's say, let's fast forward to 2022 and you're going to have product at, at the trade show next year, but your sales reps are all with Davidoff. Does that mean you guys are going to have to just kind of roll up your sleeves and do all the sales at the show? How are you going to balance that out? I have no idea, bro. It's 2021. I mean, what are you asking? <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. You're asking me how I'm going to have a trade show in 2022. We could have another pandemic. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Um, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, what I can tell you is this year, um, it was Brendan, me, and um, our friend Julie, who works for customer service, um, who was there to help us enter um, new accounts, get people um, sort of preloaded with information so that we, we could sell to them once it was time to sell. Just so, um, just so you were clear, when you say Julie from customer service, from customer service from Davidoff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our listeners okay. may have not known that. So, yeah. Yep. So, okay. Davidoff was there in support. So, while they may not be there as a company, they'll still could send That's people good. to help support. That's good. That's good. Right. They're, they are our fulfillment partner. I think it's unreasonable to think that we're going to a trade show where fulfillment is kind of the thing and not have at least some support for the act of fulfillment. But I would also go back to what I said a minute ago, which is who knows what this trade show is going to be. And personally, I just went to a trade show in Las Vegas with no booth, no samples, no sell sheets, I, I literally went with nothing. And I have to tell you, I had a great show. It was really a wonderful time to, to sit down with people and talk about business and catch up. So I don't intend to grow Ferry Otego with a 2018 pre-COVID business model. 
I intend to grow Ferry Otego with a 2022-2025 post-COVID business model. And I think for those of us who are focused so much on trying to get back to the way things were, we're missing the fact that everything has changed. And, and my plan is to approach things radically differently. So I don't know if I'm going to have a booth full of salespeople taking orders at a trade show in Las Vegas in, in 2022. I do know that Ferry Otego will be there. And I do know that we're going to talk about our business and we're going to thank people for their business. But how we do that, where we do that, I don't have the answer to that yet. Okay, fair enough. Just a quick question. Can you guys hear anything going on in my background? Or are you clear? Okay. I got the hanging. painters in the back. They're, I don't know what they're doing. They got their greaseball music playing. They're slapping each other with the hot mops. I don't know what's going on Man. back here, but I can hear them. Just making sure everybody else. I, I got the landscapers <laughs> and I got the landscapers. Here, so you may hear them. No, I don't hear them either. All right. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. Our whole uh, our whole back end shipping station got gutted, uh, and, and and they're building new workstations because the warehouse opens uh, Monday. So there's no more shipping department in this building. So uh, I guess they're they're pat they patched up uh, a lot of the demo work last night. I guess they're back there painting right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I missed it, Mike. Do you do you have a timeline on Metropolitan yet? So um, my original hope was to have all of the old um, previously Nat Sherman International brands in market by the end of the year. I also recognize that um, I tend to be a little over-enthusiastic. That's my curse as an artist um, and impatient. And I want things to be done immediately and right away. Abe, I think you can identify with that a lot. Um, but I also recognize that that's actually not ideal. And when I speak to people smarter than me, like Abe, who actually have businesses to run, um, landing 45 SKUs in 45 days is actually not a particularly helpful thing to do. Um, so if we look at what's in market right now, Timeless, Prestige, and Supreme have landed. And they're doing great, and we're getting reorders. Um, that's a very, very exciting thing. We are going to release the... Um, uh, Supreme and Panamericana, which are the two sort of um, siblings from Nicaragua of Timeless, those will be released in just the, the next couple of weeks. We'll do a formal announcement um, and give real timelines. But but at this point, it looks like those will um, those should land just before Thanksgiving. Um, but I'll give you proper timelines, but we haven't announced that yet. So that's the first time we're sharing that timeline. Um, and that means that if, if we're giving it this amount of time to thoughtfully have prestige and sterling live and grow and then thoughtfully land um, Supreme and Panamericana, that we will then delay Metropolitan until the first quarter of 2021. The great news is we have it all. It's in a warehouse. We have inventory. We have orders in queue. Inventory continues to come in. Um, and so... We, we are in a great position once we release any of these blends that we have real inventory in the hopper, in the humidor. We have real inventory in queue on its way. And so we should be able to, um, to really supply demand 
um, for national distribution. And I'm, man, I'm so excited to say we're in over 350 stores at the end of, of four weeks. That's a, that's a great number. Obviously, it's not, it's not where we were uh, 12 months ago as Nat Sherman International, but we're not Nat Sherman International. We're Ferriotego. So we're, we're growing from, from scratch, banging on doors, asking for consideration and support. But I feel really good about 350 stores after, after four weeks. Michael, you're still a startup. And that's great. Yeah, for a startup, still, that's incredible. Sorry, Abe. No, no, it's okay. I just a question that we're commonly asked. You probably have too. So let's just be clear, clarify it now for anybody who doesn't know. They want everybody wants to know: Are these the exact same blends that they were before? I've always said yes. Right. But I, I realize I should explain that a little better because. So we are we are making the exact same cigars, with the exact same experience. Um, that they delivered the last time you enjoyed them. But as I'm sure all of your viewers are familiar at this point, if we made them exactly the same as the last time we made them, they would be different. When we're making blends and maintaining blends, over the course of years and over the course of, of even just production schedules, maybe one tobacco runs out. And so you just work on tweaking the blend to maintain it the same to accommodate the change of one specific tobacco. But we haven't made these cigars in production in almost two years, a year and a half. Right. And so when we started production, we made them the same and they were radically different because instead of just tweaking one leaf, we, we were using 100% new. And so we had to reinterpret the blends to make sure that they delivered the same. And so it's easier to say, yes, the blends are the same. But to, to an audience that really understands the process, it's more accurate to say that, that the experiences are exactly the same. But of course, the, the, the blends, as always happens as you maintain a blend over time, the blend is always slightly tweaked in order to accommodate a new tobacco in order to deliver the same experience year after year after year. So you're smoking a Timeless Prestige, it looks like, um, uh, Metropolitan, when it comes out, you're smoking the Prestige also. To me, that smokes with the same complexity and aroma um, that that is as familiar to me as it is as it was in 2012 when we created it. It feels so familiar and great. I know the back end that took a lot of tweaking and manipulation to deliver the exact same experience. And the same with Sterling and the same with Panamericana and Supreme. Are they being manufactured at the same factories? They yes, were? sir. Okay. Absolutely. Because why on earth would we change the, the folks who not only we created it with, but who we've maintained it with? That's a ridiculous proposition. Who can make Metropolitan better than Casada's? who created it and maintained it since 1995. It's, it's ridiculous and, frankly, egotistical to think that, that we're going to take this thing that's been maintained for 30 years and go bring it somewhere else. That's ridiculous. And the same with Panamericana. We, I sat in Esteli with the Placencias working on that blend for 14 months, and now I'm just going to say let's take it somewhere else. It doesn't make any sense. 
these guys have proven themselves to be great partners. Um, they've overextended their generosity when, as we closed the business in offering their support for whatever I do next, we just got lucky and were able to buy the work and buy the rights to be able to continue the work. So when I was just able to call our manufacturing partners and say, guess what? We're just going to unpause the pause button if that's good with you. Absolutely, it was good with them. And so we're right back. You know, granted, it's it's October 2021. We announced we were going to sell October of 2019. That's basically two years without production. But we were able to jumpstart production, you know, eight months ago, back in February. And here we are selling. And I think, you know, if you look at the landscape of our industry over the last eight months, there's an awful lot of back orders from an awful lot of companies to think that we were able to place our orders, manufacture cigars, manufacture labels, bands, barcodes, coordinate five countries to all get together, to get materials together, to make cigars and get them in production. That's not just, that's not me. That, that shows you how much commitment our manufacturing partners have to Ferry Otego's success. Everybody came to the dance and pushed this and delivered on time and we're in market supplying reorders. That's a, that's a huge credit to Placencia, to Quesada, to Davidoff in Honduras, to Cigar Rings, to Humidive Group, Action Label. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of people coming together to work really hard, really fast, and really thoughtfully to bring these incredible cigars to market in what I would say is a is a pretty pretty impressive amount of time. I got an interesting question. That I'm, I'm good, because I hate the shitty ones, Abe. No, this is actually a good one. I'm, I think this might be one that maybe no one's asked you yet. I got, an, I got an ask KMA question after you, too. Okay. If it's about TGS, hold off. We're going to hit that up an hour. Okay, two. then you can hit that up because it's yeah, starting to trend. It's starting to trend in the comments. Yeah, I saw it. We'll hit it up an hour, too. <laughs> I right. want to focus on this hour on Michael and his, and his brand right. and his company. Um, you know, you were considered like another son to the Sherman family, right? Uh, and I've known them for a long time, Joel and Billy. And, and even though the brand doesn't have the family name on it. I mean, I was there at the lunch when, when this project was conceived, when you had just started working with them. Have you been in touch with them or have they been in touch with you about you starting this company and, and taking over brands that kind of started when you were with them? Yeah, of course. How, how we, was um, your take on it? I mean, I'm just curious. Oh, it's, it's been, it's been, um, it's been heartwarming. Um, we spoke to them We've always we've always remained in touch with them, even post Altria purchasing the the company from the Shermans, because even though they sold the business, you know, it's still it still said Sherman on it. And right. and um, Brendan and I, even even back um, before we announced that we were closing as an executive team with Altria, we would always make sure that that we had communication plans that included letting the Shermans know before we let other people know anything. Um, and and as, as we closed, we let the Shermans know, listen, we are going to announce that we didn't successfully sell the business. And then once, um, once it was clear that Brendan and I were going to be able to acquire the work, we called them and let them know first. And every time we reach out, 
it's almost like they now they anticipate um, good news. And we talk we, we talk more often than just news, um, but they're they are genuinely um, excited for us. I think they are genuinely proud to see the work continue, um, even though it does not say Sherman on it. Um, I think they're they're really proud not just to see the the work continue, but I think they're also proud to see two of their own, their former CFO and I, you know, uh, get get the stones to do it ourselves. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it's a it's your a, own absolutely. It's yeah. a big lift, um, but we. He and I went went all in, and it's the two of us, and and we've done it. Um, I already know that the Shermans have bought product um, that saved Ferry Otago on it. They were they were very proud to let us know that they did that, um, and and uh, you know it's it's really heartwarming. It really really is. Michael, you know one of the brands that's really tied to the history of Nat Sherman is Apoca. Is that something that's in the plans for twenty twenty two? I don't think it's in the plans for 2022, but again, I don't, I don't know. Um, the one thing to, that we have to always be very clear about is Ferry Otego is not Nat Sherman. Right. And we've been very clear about that in our packaging, in our messaging. Um, Ferry, uh, Nat Sherman is still a cigarette today. And Nat Sherman is a cigarette in perpetuity. Ferry Otego owns the brands that were formerly owned and sold by Nat Sherman International. And that's Timeless and that's Metropolitan. It's also Epoca. But there's no great way to tell that story today because it is tied, as you pointed out, to Nat Sherman. Yep. Yep. And if we're being really honest and transparent, it was it was third in our success of sales. We had Timeless, we had Metropolitan, and then we had Epoca. And a lot of that had to do with post-Altria and what we could and could not do for advertising. It was also the FDA. It was, it was a very difficult time. Um, and so we felt it very important to include that in our acquisition so that we could protect it. Right. Um, but then, you know, what's our first priority? Our first priority is this is Ferry Otego, is saying that over and over and over again to make sure that we build awareness and equity for Ferry Otego and what it means and represents in premium cigar industry, followed by Timeless. That Timeless is really meant to sit directly under and adjacent to Ferry Otego. So as Ferry Otego sells out annually, people naturally will go directly to Sterling, perhaps, if they like the Elegancia or the Panamericana, if they like the Generoso. And then once that's complete Metropolitan, it's not in our best interest to dilute that further with a brand like Epoca. That's difficult to say. And that has a very um, rich and unique story. Yeah. So we own it, we will protect it, and we'll continue to think about how we may integrate it. Um, but we don't have a, an executable plan or timeline for that brand. Now the blends are different, and and you know that's a that's a very that's a much easier um, thing to contemplate that we may use one of those blends for a project sooner. We don't have specific plans to do so, um, but in fairness, I think the reason the brand was so successful was because the blends were tremendous, um, and so if we decide to use one of those blends, 
um, we would certainly be transparent about um, raising awareness that, that that blend is back. But no immediate plans to do it if I look at a timeline for 22. Got it. Altria maintains rights of the Nat Sherman name, correct? They, they own Nat Sherman, and Nat right. Sherman is a cigarette. Just a hypothetical question. I mean, obviously, they got out of it. They don't want to get back into it. But could they technically come out with a Nat Sherman premium cigar down the road? I don't believe so. Um, because if you look at the reason that we, we did our rebrand exercise and work in 2018 was very specifically because of the um, regulations associated with the master settlement agreement. Um, the easiest way to, to give you an analogy would be, um, let's say Altria decided to stop making Marlboro cigarettes completely. Just stop, which I don't think they're going to do. That would be ridiculous. But let's say they do. And they, 10 years later, um, decide to sell the rights to Marlboro to Levi's. And Levi's waits another 10 years. And so 20 years after the last Marlboro cigarette was sold, Levi's decides to relaunch Marlboro as an iconic American denim brand. They would be sued immediately by every attorney general for promoting a cigarette brand. Wow. Those are the limitations to the master settlement agreement. Once something is a cigarette, it is forever and always a cigarette and can never appear on anything other than a cigarette. So as I understand it, and that's why we, we were so deliberate in the way we did this transaction with Altria, we very specifically didn't want or ask for Nat Sherman because of the way those restrictions live in perpetuity, because it has been marketed as a cigarette, it, for, it will forever and always be considered a cigarette, regulated as a cigarette, and come with the restrictions from the attorneys general throughout the United States for master settlement agreement. So I don't believe they would ever contemplate a premium cigar using that brand. Whether they ever contemplate re-entering the premium cigar business, that's up to them. But I think we're in this situation because it is very clear premium cigars are not core to the future of, of their business and it is entirely core to the future of Ferriotego's business we got a question from our good friend steve toth I, i'm pretty sure i can answer this one for you but i'll let you do it he'd like to know uh will Ferriotego take over the original nat sherman building in new york city <laughs> so that building was not owned by the shermans nor altria it was leased and um, so when we exited, that lease ultimately expires and, and the landlord will try and lease it again. But the thing to remember is it's also not even possible based on the way the New York laws are written. The New York City um, restrictions are so ridiculous that um, you cannot open a new tobacco licensed establishment in the city of New York. You cannot do it. It's just so absurd to anyway. I mean, well, then, you, then, you gotta I guess we were talking about the actual business or case. anybody. That's just a showcase advertising thing. I mean, you, you can't make money opening up a, a shop in, in, in New York city like that. It's just the rents are too extraordinary. Well, 
you can make money opening up a tobacco shop in New York City. Could it be legal to do so? It is extraordinarily more difficult to do so in a freestanding townhouse on 42nd Street and Fifth Avenue. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. it's some of this area, I mean, it's just, it's just absurd. Yeah. So if I look at our business model, um, opening up a flagship townhouse in Midtown is not on the timeline. Is there is there any part of you that itches to do something retail? Bro, my heart and soul is retail. That's why I'm asking. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, I first of all, I don't really feel comfortable talking about parts of me that itch, but um, <laughs> I love retail. Uh, but it's two of us. This is Brendan and I trying to build a company, and I certainly don't have to explain to you what it takes to do retail well. And um, re it's just, it's not in, it's not in our immediate, it's just not in our immediate plan. We've certainly both talked about it. We talked about it early on as we were developing ideas because um, Brendan and I knew sort of as the, as the last two guys um, on the ship, uh, we spent so much time together that we just started saying, well, maybe we should do something together. And so we talked about everything. We talked about a cigar brand like this. We talked about opening up a store. We talked about, you know, you name it. We, we talked about it. Um, this clearly is the right thing to be doing right now. And it takes an extraordinary amount of work and focus and dedication to build this brand and to restore the brands that we acquired. As much as I love retail, I, it's just not in the cards. But I'm fortunate to have one of the greatest retailers in our country here in New Jersey, um, the uh, tobacco shop of Ridgewood. And so I get to spend some time there, talk with customers, um, and, uh, and still kind of... Is shop? It is, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're members of their lounge. And, um, and so that allows us to, to at least feel a little bit connected you know although if i spend more than five minutes talking to a customer gary usually comes over and he's like okay 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 go back and sit over there you don't work here anymore but it's great and and i'll tell you what else is great with our relationship with davidoff they have stores and so i have been able to pop into the city and spend some time at madison avenue where i made where i made my bones at um the sixth avenue shop and visit some of those stores in new york city where every time I go into those shops, I see our old customers, whether they're my old Davidoff customers or I see customers who used to go to Nat Sherman, I see them and I get to interact with them and catch up with them. So uh, even though I don't have a set of keys, which is heartbreaking, it's, it's, it's as close um, as it's going to get for now. Wow. So, Michael, go on. Go, go go yeah, going back to the Ferrier Tago brands, um, Elegancia and Generoso. Um, one's from one's from the Casadas and one's from the Placentias, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So, are these? Would you say these are like? How would you describe the experience of these? Are they are they completely different than maybe? Is Elegancia somehow yeah, based? Let me, on, uh, yeah, I, I understand it, the question. They okay. are. They are in in the words of of Phil Leotardo. They're, it's apples and bowling balls, Tony. <laughs> but um, they do have what I would call a house style. 
And I, I really don't like gimmicks in our business, but right. but the the best way for me to describe this is based on the inspiration for it, which is the wine world. And I it's it's no secret I'm a I'm a big fan of wines and the culture of wine. Um, and if you look at typical, particularly smaller um, wine houses, it's not uh, rare for them to offer, say, a Chardonnay and a Cabernet and a Pinot Noir and a Pinot Grigio. You have these radically different expressions and experiences coming from the same house, and they release them every year. And every year they try and maintain the same style, knowing that, of course, there might be some slight differences because they are remade every year from scratch. That's the inspiration for Elegancia and, and Generoso. We've, we have streamlined the decision-making for the consumer, meaning when you buy a bottle of wine, you don't think of what size bottle you want to buy generally. It's usually 750 milliliters. You don't think of usually how many bottles come in a case because it's 12 bottles in a case. The only decision you have to make is what style would you like? Do you want the red or do you want the white? Do you want the Chardonnay or do you want the Cabernet? And that's what we've tried to do with Ferriotego with our annual limited releases. We have Elegancia, which is made in Dominican, which highlights the classic, what I call white flavors, bread, nuts, wood, um, some spice, but delivers it in really incredibly rich mouth-filling body. That's a that's a very unique delivery of very classic flavors from the DR. Some of that is the inclusion of Nicaragua in the filler, um, the age of some of the Lijeros from Dominican, but we've, we are delivering a, a rather extraordinary experience um, for what is typically a very classic set of flavors and that is elegancia that's our chardonnay big buttery mouth fillingly rich but creamy and graceful and wonderful the generoso um is the classic expressions of nicaragua the earthy spicy leathery chocolatey coffee flavors the dark flavors but delivering them also in this overwhelmingly creamy, fudgy, almost mouth-filling body. And again, that, that is a unique, a, a unique delivery of what are the classic flavors of that area. And that's because of a, um, an inordinate amount of filler from Jalapa, which is a ridiculous idea because it's expensive, but it doesn't matter because it works. Um, and then you take those two things and how do we, how do we deliver them? Well, we're going to deliver them in one format. We're going to deliver them in um, one style of box. And it's not a box. It's a travel humidor. The, it has utility to make sure that when you get it as a, as a consumer, number one, you don't have to ask me the question that I got for 20 years as a retailer. Do I need a humidor for this? Yeah, you absolutely need a humidor for this. You do. If you want to buy them and hold them and, and maintain them, you need a humidor. No different than you can't buy a case of wine and put it on your back porch for 12 years. You have to put it somewhere where that wine will be safe. For us, we decided to make the box safe. 
And so you take the cigars out of the box, you activate the humidification, you put them back in the box and close it, and we're safe. We've done the work for you. So the, the idea between, behind Ferriotego is also not just the cigar itself, it's the entire proposition of what Ferriotego is. We've done the work for you. We've made the decisions for you. The only thing you have to decide is, do you want Elegancia or do you want Generoso? And I hope you want both. Just like there are times when you want a great white and there are times when you want a great red. And hopefully the, the, the Generoso is really in the wheelhouse um, that people look for from Nicaraguan, um, but slightly different and more interesting. And hopefully the Elegancia is one of those cigars that you smoke and, and you say, God, I got to smoke more light wrapper cigars because I've been smoking these dark powerhouses for so long. Right. That's, that's the idea. They, they, are, they are more interesting stories. There's a, much, there's a much more complex arc to the story from start to finish on both of these cigars than are hopefully um, popular on the market today. And I hope that's what's going to bring people back. I, man, I'll tell you, this guy can sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> he loves retail. Um, you talked about the humidor. In hour two, I want to talk a little bit more about um, the Ancora, the accessories, and your decision to come back and accessories, and also a little bit more about the, uh, the Ferriotego line. Um, but we got to take a break right now. In hour number two, we're going to have the, the As the Record Spin segment, where we have a good question. We have a question from our good friend Eddie Guerra from Mavo Cigars, specifically for Michael this week. And of course, Tale of the Tape. Season three, um, the best mob movies, unless Coop defines oh, oh, you, you know, I gotta tell you, I'm kind of excited to have Michael on for this segment because he's yeah, a little uh, bit of a mob buff himself. We've had some conversations. Abe's gonna just um, me this week, I can tell you. Uh, I don't think it's just Abe, bro. I uh, know <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the whole um, audience will. <laughs> before, before we uh, take a break, I didn't want to start the show on a downer, but I think it's a good time during the break. Uh, I just want to mention uh, some pretty devastating news this week. Um, Gabriel Alvarez uh, passed away this week uh, unexpectedly and surprising. Uh, Grace, his wife, um, has been a good friend of ours for many years on the show many times. They've had two kids, a new baby on the way. So um, we're just going to take a moment of silence on the way out to the break uh, and just pay our respects and uh, we wish Grace the best for her and her family in, in, in this time. So we're just going to take a moment going out. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. With Altidus rich in profound history, it only makes sense to showcase one of their popular cigars after Mr. Henry Clay. Receiving a top 10 spot in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars, the Henry Clay Warhawk has top-notch construction while boasting with complex flavors. Cloaked in an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper with a Connecticut broadleaf binder and a Nicaraguan Criollo fillers, this medium to full-body smoke has flavor notes of toasted almonds, earth, and a peppery finish that pairs nicely with a lemonade. It is available in three sizes, Corona, Robusto, and Toro. If you're looking for a cigar that has an abundance of flavor and history, then this 95-rated Henry Clay Warhawk is the cigar for you. Commercial time. 
how nice to see you here when I'm sleeping. You know, honestly, Abe likes originality. He doesn't like repeats. And I like to sleep with a glass of Bonner Private Wines next to my bed so that when I wake up in a cold sweat because I forgot to do something for him, I have it here to relax myself. It really is good wine. See, Bonner Private Wines is a partner with KMA Talk Radio, and that means they're a partner with you. You can try any of their wines by going to kmawines.com. You can try their three-pack wine sampler. You can also try one of my favorites, Sunal. It's from the third highest vineyard, altitude-wise, in the world, 8,950 feet. And it's delicious. goes well with a great cigar. So check it out. And I'm going to go back to sleep, and hopefully Abe will not yell at me today. But first I'm going to finish this. Okay, you guys can go now. Honest Abe here with Smokin' Cigars. In 1996, Smokin' began with a small 900 square foot cigar lounge in the heart of Tequesta, Florida. And I was very happy to have a small brick and mortar serving my local community. I made a lot of friends and patrons who are still very close to me after many, many years. As we expanded and began to grow, we realized that Florida was a place that many people from all over the country came to vacation. And we got to make friends with these people from many different parts of the country. And next thing I know, we were going to the post office every day to mail products to our consumers and friends all over the states. It was about 2007, I believe, when Jonathan Drew, a dear friend of mine, spent many weeks urging me and convincing me to start an e-commerce site. And I was very hesitant. I didn't know how to translate that personal touch and communication to develop that bond with our consumers online through something that was so unpersonal like we were able to do in our retail stores. But Jonathan told me, you'll find a way. So in 2008, we launched our first e-commerce website. And in the beginning, we were extremely grateful for every little order that ever trickled in. In fact, we were so grateful that one of the things I started was I personally wrote a handwritten letter to anybody who came to our website and placed an order with us. And that tradition is still being used today. As time moved on and we continue to grow, the ability to ship our mail orders out of our retail stores 
became impossible. Our retail lounge was overtaken as we tried to keep up with the demand as consumers continued to find us and wanted to do business with us. So in late 2020, we signed our first lease and were dedicated to build an 8,000 square foot state-of-the-art fulfillment center so that we'll be able to meet the needs of our friends and consumers all over the country more efficiently and with a greater selection and variety than ever before. We spared no dime in making our state-of-the-art facility 100% environmentally controlled, which maintains 70 degrees and 70% humidity seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We've also implemented many new packing procedures, guaranteeing the quality and freshness of the product as it leaves our warehouse all the way to your door. Writing a handwritten letter for every order is a tedious task, but is a corner we will not cut because we believe that it's important to show our patrons and our friends how much we appreciate the fact that they trust us with their business and their order. So one of the greatest things about our state-of-the-art fulfillment center is that for the first time in 14 years, we will be operating with real-time inventory. If you thought we were fast before, wait till you see how fast we are now. Because if you're able to place an order for a product, it is in this building and it will get out that door. So now that we have this state-of-the-art facility, what do we want to do? We want to test this baby and push it to the limit. We are going to do a grand opening warehouse sale starting November 1st. That's Monday at noon Eastern Daylight Time. It's going to be a 48-hour sale only, and this is how it's going to work. If you spend $100, we will email you a $20 gift certificate. If you spend $200, we will email you a $50 gift certificate. And if you spend $300, we will email you a $100 gift certificate. These incentives, along with our everyday low pricing, will allow you to save an unprecedented number between savings and gift certificates for this 48-hour sale. And with Black Friday coming up at the end of the month, there's no better time to have a gift certificate in your account ready to use. Don't miss our 48-hour grand opening warehouse sale that begins once again on Monday, November 1st, noon Eastern Daylight Time. Thank you and peace. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you made it back in time. I made it. I made it. I, I can hear Alex slam the door running to the bathroom during every commercial break. Yeah. I just didn't hear you come back. Thank God for the warehouse sale. It gave me time because I had to navigate between commercials. <laughs> Line, you, know, Abe, yes. you, you, you mentioned Gabe. We were, uh, we were all at TAA um, when the news broke. And, um, man, it, it reminded me of the TAA when Manny passed. Um, you, even though she wasn't there with us, um, I'm sure she felt the love that was pouring from Casa de Campo and DR because it was, um, it was an incredibly emotional evening when we got the news. Um, he was obviously a very special guy and Grace is an incredible woman about, about to give birth. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the power of prayer. And uh, I know a lot of our viewers are too. So I would uh, just ask everyone, keep Grace and that uh, about to be born baby in, in Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, was, it was a very shocking uh, piece of news this week. And, you know, we, I didn't get to know Gabe very, very well. Um, but Grace, we've always been close, even before she was in a relationship with him and got married and had a family. And uh, she's been a good friend to me and our show and our company. And it was just a very tragic news. And I'm yeah. sure everybody's hearts go out to her and you know 
it seems like a lot of love and support's been coming our way, and, and we're glad to hear that. So, yep, absolutely. Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of news in that commercial. A couple guys were asking about the advent calendar. So, my, I live my life always in the positive. I always try to maintain positivity. So, I still have hope and belief that we will get these things out on time. Um, they are, they, they have a date where the stuff is supposed to be coming off the truck. We've been in contact with the transport team. We're trying to negotiate to get, to see if we can get an exclusive delivery, which means they're just going to load a trailer with our stuff and come straight to our fact, our warehouse, instead of making pit stops all across the country on the way from Long Beach to Florida. And we have guys who are committed to work around the clock, two man teams, 24 hours a day, packing them up. So I am in the hopes that miraculously we can still get these out in time. Maybe you get them in the first week of December, but uh, I think we could, I think I still believe we could still pull this off. So that's the news on the advent calendar. We, we have hope. We have hope. It's, I mean, it's, it's looking better. M Mike, you're a man of many means. You don't know a guy at the uh, LA yeah. docks. We can grease. <laughs> You know, nobody we can grease down there. <laughs> Bro, I actually you, made that you post. Know it's if bad. Knew anybody who might know somebody, because I was, but you know, in retrospect, I was thinking about all those ships out there. I'm sure these guys have been tried to, somebody's tried to grease somebody. A lot of grease out there. A lot of grease going on. So, so they haven't landed in California yet, right? No, they've been sitting off the coast for since October, beginning of October. They're, they're in California? They're, they're in, in the water. Been, they're in the water. Okay. Sitting, it's been sitting on the ocean outside of Long Beach since beginning of October. Well, someone get a pontoon boat. I mean, and just kind of go old Get the smoking social group, man, and they'll, they'll get this stuff to you. I tell you what, though. They props would. To DeSant props to DeSantis. Yeah, there was a big headline this week. You know, I try not to talk politics, but I, right. you know, you just, some things you just can't help but praise. But he put a big announcement, man. Why are you guys waiting a month? Spend seven days, come to the Panama Canal. We're ready to unload you here in Florida. And they, they have started coming to Florida. That's good. There's videotapes of freighters coming into Florida yesterday, um, starting to unload. The, the headlines was DeSantis saves Christmas. It's hilarious. But, hey, man, anything that lightens the load out there, there are hundreds of ships out there. DeSantis Claus. DeSantis Claus. DeSantis Claus. That's great. That should have been the headline. So, so yeah, that and uh, you know, warehouse goes boom on Monday. Well, we hope it doesn't go boom, but we hope. <laughs> and, and, we hope. And, and no, and no new Bonner wine commercial. Oh, that was, was that new? That was new, just awfully recorded, wasn't it? Or did I miss? No, it no, that's a that's a rerun. Is it a rerun? That oh, you couldn't even hear. That's an old one. Yeah, no, I thought maybe with you know a couple of weeks off. You thought in Paul's absence, he would have a new. We can't I even was, get him to have I, a new one when he's on the show, let alone when he's I not I was here. optimistic. I don't know. I guess I'm just glad to have full. Maybe I shouldn't be at that. Paul, listen, you can't, I, I've come to learn I love Paul, really, but you just can't count on Paul. <laughs> can't count on Paul. Yeah. You just really can't. All right. Michael, it's time for As the Record Spins uh, by Avo Cigars. Our good friend, Eddie Guerra, has a question just for you. Come up. It's actually pretty funny because I've been a little 
overwhelmed and I didn't even get a chance to read this question. And my daughter actually asked me this question last night. It was a school assignment for something. So I find it very uh, serendipitous that this is the question for you, Michael. If you are suddenly dropped off in the middle of nowhere in the woods, but you can bring three things with you only, what would they be? A cell phone. <laughs> That's assuming cell- you get a signal. A solar-powered charger, and uh, toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> don't, know how long, don't know how long you'll last with those three items, but... Yeah, I don't either, but I figure I got my... What am I going to bring? Steel and flint and... Uh, come on. Listen, what's funny is my daughter asked me, my middle daughter... What was your answer? I'll, I'll tell you, my middle daughter who is like the shrew. I mean, this girl is just vicious, right? And um, she asked me this question. So I, my, my wife and my oldest daughter started cracking up. She, she asked me this question. I put my hand so gently on her cheek. I said, I would take your mom, your brother, and your oldest sister. Obviously, leaving her out, everybody started laughing. So her, I, I saw her homework response, and it was Merlin's hat so she could have plenty of water and food. And then she said, and mommy and daddy. And I looked at her and I said, liar. She would not want me on that island. But what yeah, about no, you, Coop? Huh? So what yeah, about Coop? What would you take? Oh, that's a good question. That's a great question. I would take, um, probably I would take, I grew up, Mike, the toilet paper would be the first thing, right? I, I think I'd want to have that. What's his name? You guys, were you guys the guys stocking up during COVID? What's his, his toilet paper? Uh, leaves, bro. Yeah. I, got I never plenty did. of leaves and foliage in the woods. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that route, right? But I don't want my cell phone, right? I don't want my cell phone because I, I prefer, you know, no one bothering me with that. Uh, so I would probably go more like a, a tablet or something like that. Just a little bigger. Wait, wait. Are we getting dropped off for vacation or are we getting dropped off? We're getting dropped off. Of- He's right, in the middle of nowhere. Home. I mean, I would like to get home at some point. Right. If but, it's two weeks and they're going to pick me up, that's a different. That's a different if, story. If that's the case, then you should ask for a GPS nav, right. global satellite nav. Right. Listen, I, 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 I don't. I don't need that either. Right, and then clean underwear. Clean underwear. Like one, one, one change. So you always got one. <laughs> no, no, it's a supply, no, a supply of clean underwear. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it's going to take a while to get home, you know. Ten pack of Hanes. So, yeah. if I'm getting guess. dropped off in the middle of the Pine Barrens, I wanted a gun, a shovel, and, a and some ketchup packets. That's some, there exactly. you go. There you go. That's a good one. Maybe a Tic Tac if you can find it. Some ketchup packets. That's good. Movie um, reference? Anybody? Somebody? I know these two. No, guys. of course. It's been referenced this whole show. It has. So, Ferry Otago, I have to ask you because. Uh, We've been asked as retailers. We have. Consumers, and you've probably heard it already. Um, a lot of consumers were surprised at the price point. Was that the expected price point you were looking when you were coming out with the cigar? Because, look, I know I've gotten into projects where I like, okay, I, this is where I, I'd like to make a cigar or project or whatever, micro blend. And whether as we get along or even like the Great Smoke, like the swag for the Great Smoke this year is off the hook, and now I'm trying to look at how low I can keep the cost of this package because I put so much into it. Was that something that was originally from the design or is that something that just ended up being that way at the end? 
Um, I was on with the dojo guys last night, and I was asked the same question. When we announced Ferio's, um, the specifically the limited release and the the um, details, I did get some immediate pushback on price, and my immediate response was, you know, I'm so sorry. Did it did it not smoke well? I mean, did it not burn well? What what happened with it? Which of course they responded, well, I haven't I haven't got it yet. <laughs> right. So if if you're suggesting that it's it's somehow not worth it, how how do you know that unless you experience it? And when when I was creating the blends and and the concept, I didn't start by saying, "All right, first things first, I'm going to I'm going to make this expensive." Now, how do I do that? That is not the way you approach a project. But the way I approached the projects were I am going to do my best work with these two projects. I am going to do my very best and I'm going to make them stand out and I'm going to make them memorable and I'm not going to cut a corner and I'm not going to do this and say, well, how much is that box? Let me check four other vendors and see if I can beat this guy up to save a couple dollars. And uh, what if I don't have the, uh, you know, what if I, what if I just do silk screen in, in, instead of foil, what's the cost difference? And, and how much does it cost to, to make this shape this way? No, I'm going to use the greatest tobaccos I can find. And I'm going to make sure that those wrappers are beautiful. And I'm going to make sure that every cigar burns great and they're consistent. And then I'm going to put them in a box that has utility, that has humidity, which I designed, right? All these different things. They, they need three bands. People are like, why three bands? Well, it needs three bands. It's that's what it needs. It needs a principal band. It needs the blend band and it needs the year band. That's what it needs. And it needs a barcode and it needs a barcode on the box and it needs a warning label and it needs a stamp and it's got to be shipped. And the boxes, the, I do want a felt bottom. Guess what? I want a felt bottom. Not because if I didn't have felt on the bottom, someone would say, Oh, where's the felt? But because when it does have felt in the bottom, it's better and it's more memorable. And I got a pouch made. This beautiful pouch and this outer box, you know, all of these things add to its elegance and it's, and it adds to the, to the, to the memory of this product when you open it and look, you know, that, that pouch is stunning. It feels great when you take it out and you open it. Uh, that's, I want Ferio Tago to make you feel good, not just when you smoke it, but the, but the moment you lay your eyes on it, I want you to love it. And the good news is that most experiences that do that to you are way more than $21. And there's a lot of cigars that are out there that are way more than $21 that don't do any of that for you. So what, I'm, what we are committed to is, number one, doing our very best work. And number two, over-delivering always. And this year that was $21 and that's $210 for a travel humidor that has utility that happens to be packed with 10 of either Elegancia or Generoso. I, I don't, I can't think of a better value on the market today than what we are delivering. Now I understand 
$210 is not an insignificant amount of money. And $21 per cigar is not an insignificant amount of money. And I recognize that. But that's also why we feel so strongly about making Ferriotego not two cigars, but a portfolio of all these different blends. So you can buy, you can experience Metropolitan. You can experience the, the host, the Metropolitan Connecticut. That is Ferriotego. The Timeless Prestige, the Timeless Supreme, Panamericana, Sterling. That is Ferriotego. But the Ferriotego Limiteds are our best, best, best. And it's just a different proposition. And if, if it's not the time for you to, to buy into the Limited, no problem. Thank you for your consideration and thank you for buying a Metropolitan or a Timeless. But, but what I also find is a lot of times the most extraordinary things that we want, that we hope to have one day, would be probably with the exception of vehicles and homes, um, we get. Because for a lot of us, particularly men, we are the hardest people to buy gifts for, for everyone in our family. As a retailer for 20 years, the, the majority of lighters and humidors I sold, and limited editions for that matter, I sold were not to the person who was going to enjoy them, but it was for the person who was going to deliver it to the person who's going to enjoy it for Christmas or for Hanukkah or for their birthday or whatever. Um, and so if, if Ferriotego 2021 is maybe not in the cards for you to purchase today, make sure you let everyone you love know that you want it under your tree and, and experience it that way. But that's a long way to answer your question, Abe. I'm sorry. I, it, was, it, it was not designed by price. It was designed by experience, and that ultimately um, became the price. You muted, Abe, you muted yourself. But, um, yeah, you know, that's something I always used to say to a consumer when I still worked in the shops. I mean, a lot of people balk at a $20 cigar and, uh, you know, I just put it this way. Look, you know, you're willing to spend $20 on an entree at a restaurant. You're going to spend a lot more time with your cigar than you are eating your entree yeah. for 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a consumer, right? I'll, I'll go back to my wine analogy. I love wine. I drink a lot of wine. I don't drink... $150 bottles of wine. I have some. It makes me feel good to buy them. I collect them. I open them with friends, special occasions. But I also love to find value. And I love to find really unique, affordable expressions that I find interesting. And sometimes those happen to be from the same producer. So you find something that's accessible at a $12 bottle. And then you also go to their top that's $150. And, and you, you still sort of embrace that that journey of of their brand you know there are people who do make that mistake right they they say i want to come out with a 20 dollars cigar or whatever the project is and you know but i think most great things and i and i attack things the same way i want to do what i want to do and where it lands it lands um and, and that's been part of our struggle with the great smoke because like we've been putting a lot of work into it and you know now we're at the point where I won't even let anything come by freight. We're, we're air freighting everything in that we haven't received by now, and which is tripling. The this was all, every single thing here was air. Yeah. It's even from, the felt and the pouch from Asia to Nicaragua was air. And then once they were assembled, the boxes, half of them went to Dominican by air. 
Right. And, you know, everything's getting the first class seat. I mean, this is crazy, but it's we crazy, had to do it. You got no choice. Our shot glasses are coming in via air. Our hats are coming in via air. Our laser already got here via air. Um, it's uh, it's insane, but otherwise, there's a good chance stuff doesn't ever gets here in time. So, and I'm coming by air. Well, that was the other thing. So we that, that was a question asked early on. We didn't want to break the news. I'll let you break the news. Whether you're going to be reprising your role as co-host of the Great Smoke 2022. If you'll have me, I am there. Now, now I just want everybody watching to know, and I, I don't know if you can share the story, if you want to share the story, but you are, you've been pretty much committed to another affair for how many years now? As long as it's been in existence. Right. And, and you've actually, you know, um, won't be doing it for the first time to come and reprise your role at the Great Smoke this year. So I don't know that that's necessarily true. What oh. I do know is okay. I will be at the Great Smoke 2022 on Saturday morning at whatever time you told me I have to be in hair and makeup. <laughs> what did you say? 10, 10 o'clock? 945? You might, you might do both. I will be at the Great Smoke 2022 <laughs> with my ass in that seat when you tell me I'm supposed to be there. Right. If I can pull off an auction the night before in Santiago, as long as I'm guaranteed to be in that seat, I'm going to do it. All right. Well, well, it's an early morning flight. You no, I don't. Under- I'm not playing with that. No, okay. there's no commercial flying for that. Okay. So we'll see. All right. So you know, for those of you who are wondering, yeah, the Great Smoke 2022 is going to be both live and virtual. So we'll have a select amount of tickets available for virtual viewers, so they can view from their home or wherever they're at, or their garage with their buddies, or like Michael said uh, last year, in their car. And man, let me tell you, this this goes back to what I was saying earlier, that we're not going backwards to 2019. We're going forwards to 2022. If we were going backwards, we'd all be in a room and only 300 people would have the pleasure of being able to participate in this, which we know is ridiculous because we had 500 or 1,000 watch and participate and buy and do all that stuff. More. How many people? Um. There was over, almost 2,000 tickets sold. With packages. packs. That was, that was just the packages alone. It was thousands and tens of thousands watching. Right, watching. And and what was the what was your largest in-person? Uh, typically, we get about 27 to 3,000 3, people in person. In person. Yeah, and no one else in the world sees or knows what's going on other than the people. Exactly. There. And so now, moving forward, we can do both. We can be in person and we can be together. And for those who can't, they can still participate. That's 2022, man. Yeah. That's moving forward. That's great. We, we were inundated with hundreds of emails of people who never were able to participate in one of these big mega events like this because they didn't have the means or the abilities to fly, leave town, leave work. So they were so grateful um, that we just had to find a way to do both. So. The setup, if we pull it off again, you know, I mean, it's kind of one of the things that we just keep doing. Like, we, we just keep finding a way to, to push something a little bit more. Um, we will have a studio on premise. We'll have a live event going on. Michael's going to be hosting the virtual side of it. I'll be going back and forth between the main floor. And you're going to be like, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy from American Idol? The American Idol host. Seacrest, yes, you'll be the you'll be our Michael Seacrest as you'll be going back and forth 
the correspondence so people at home will have a very special viewing of uh, four different segments and then get to watch and see some of the stuff going on live at the floor. So I'm definitely packing on. more power bars this time, Abe. <laughs> I'm definitely packing more power bars. My oh, favorite got, moment. a lot more breaks in time this time. My man. favorite moment from the last show was like eight hours in. We're, we're losing steam. And <laughs> I had one power bar. And you were I like, think you split oh, that one with you me. Did. You're like, oh, my God, can I have half of that? I've never taken such small bites. It was like the most delicious morsel of nourishment. I was happy when the comedians came on for their short time because we got bathroom breaks. Oh, by the way, right. my daughter is all psyched up because I told her you're a percussionist. So we may have a set of drums. Great. On oh. hand. So prepare yourself. Let's do it. If you don't know what we're talking about, visit thegreatsmoke.com. Enter in your email to be updated. Uh, the website should go live. Soon. Yeah, it was supposed to be November 1st. We actually had to push the, the sale back to November 12th because there was a very special item that's going to be in this package from our good friends over at Drew Estate who didn't want us to announce it before they announced uh, the product, and they're announcing it on the 11th. So our tickets will go on sale the 12th. So that being said, let's finish up a little bit more on uh, the, the fine stuff that Ferry Otega is doing. And Cora accessories. Now, I got to tell you, I was a little shocked because the accessory game is such a, you know, for me as a retailer, it's the worst part of my business. A lot of little parts, a lot of moving pieces. They sit there. They don't get used up. A guy buys a cutter. doesn't need another cutter for years and whatever. Um, but you came back with the Encore line. And you have a line of accessories. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I like to do things unconventionally. I go to trade shows without products. And I, and I, and I go to other channels that don't sell. Um, yeah. So Encora uh, is just two two products. The first is the executive ashtray. That probably has to be one of the most popular ashtrays seen yeah. out there. I love it's, that ashtray. It's obviously been um, copied and and reproduced over the years, but this was a famous ashtray that was that was Nat Sherman for many years, and then after. Um, the Altria acquisition, not only did we reproduce it and rebrand it, but we added more finishes before it was just kind of a straight mahogany. So now we've got four finishes. Uh, it comes with the grid, which is aluminum, uh, not pewter. So it's it's hard, it's durable. Um, and you can also buy the grid separately, but the the executive package really is is great. And it's great because your ashes stay below, so you use this outside and you don't, you know, I always love that when someone brings me an ashtray and I'm outside, I'm like, why bother? You know, really, one gust of wind and I have, you know, a plate full of ashes. So it just, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So this is a great item. And then the humidor, I actually have one here, which I wasn't expecting to show. And so you got to forgive the inside. It's one size in the same four finishes. But there's two really unique things about this humidor that have never been done. Um, the first is and oh my packs fell out hold on a second the first is the interior is entirely um lined in lucite so the humidor itself is made out of okume which is already a non-porous non-aromatic hardwood but the interior is lucite and so you have even less pour and zero aromatic and so what that creates is an environment that's that's impenetrable. 
I've had these four 60 gram packs in here for 11 months and they're still, they're still flexible as anything. Wow. So the work, wood's not sucking up all your humidity. The right. wood can't, can't suck it up anyway because it's Okame. And then on top of that, you add this Lucite lining. It's, it's really tremendous. Plus it's, a, it's uh, seven and a half, eight inches um, foot to cap. So you can also store double Coronas and Churchills the proper way without having to take your divider out and then putting them this way, which Don't then you takes, hate your, doing that? I hate it that. takes your Drives 50 count, takes your 50 count and turns it into a 12 count because you got, it's like a Jenga puzzle, yeah. which doesn't work. So this works, it works tremendously, tremendously well. Four finishes. Um, the ashtrays are everywhere. The, the humidors are starting to make their way. Um, now I'll be honest. The the, the, the retail, retail. What's the retail on those two items? I think the retail is four seventy five on the humidor. It's less than less than five hundred bucks. Um, I need to go back and and actually look. The executive humidor is, I believe, one seventy five um, okay. for the for the grid with the with the base. Um, now look, there less than five hundred is a is a particular category in the in the humidor market that as retailers we all know. Um, a five hundred dollar humidor is not a three thousand dollar humidor, and and so if you put this humidor under fluorescent lights with a magnifying glass, you you may identify a little a little uh, I don't know a, a ding in the back corner, not even a ding, but but as they're being assembled and made, they're not made by hand, they're made by machine. You know what I mean. Um, but if you are looking for a humidor that looks great on a table that outperforms any humidor with no maintenance and no seasoning other than four 60 grams, 69% bulbita packs. This humidor is for you. Coop, did you have a question? I saw your hand go up or was that just a gesture? That was just a gesture. Okay. And the, the, not to be confused with the, um, with the Ferriotego packaging. (laughs) So, So this is not, and Cora, it's not branded. This is just the travel humidor. But as long as we're here, I'll just pop it open for us. Good seal. So this this happens to be the um, Generoso. Comes with ten. I smoked one. But underneath, pardon me, I'm doing this terribly. Underneath, you've got a false bottom. That bottom is removed, and it comes packed with Humidif's jelly pack. So you just take that out of the plastic put it back in, put the bottom back in and then put your cigars back in and you're done. You can put this in your sock drawer and keep your cigars fresh. Um, And then hopefully after you smoke through your Ferriotegos, you continue to use this when you travel, throw it in your pouch and then put it in your suitcase. Um, But it's intended to have utility. And I really mean that it sounds silly, but I don't, I don't want this to go on your tchotchke shelf. You know, I want you to take this and I want you to carry cigars in it or buy buy 10 boxes and throw it on eBay for all I care. But it has utility. You know, don't put this in that box of of cigar boxes that goes in your basement and, and you put crayons in after. This is really meant to have utility. It works great. You can keep your cigars in here and um, and travel with it. So I hope we I hope folks use it for that. All right. Well, before we hit into our next segment. Uh, Coop, did you have anything you wanted to go over with Michael? Are you good? I'm good. All right. Well, it's that time then. It's that time to find out what. Oh, wait a minute. Do we have scoop? Do we not have a scoop? 
Do we have scoop with Coop this week? You I got don't some know. scoop, Coop? Um, I assume we did. Okay. Yeah, why wouldn't we? I thought you were going right in the tail of tape. I'm sorry. No, he, I, I assumed he had news. I wouldn't assume yeah. he didn't. Have, he's apologize. not Paul DeGracco, for Pete's sakes. That's fair. This guy's <laughs> no, we have a lot of it. Yeah. All right, let's run it. Let's run it. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. I gotta admit, that's one of my favorite intros. It's like so I perfect. Yeah. I love it. It really is. Coop, what's the scoop, buddy? All right, there's a lot of stuff happening this week. Let's see if we can get to it all. Um, the big story um, is some good news for a change. The uh, $96 billion tobacco uh, excise tax hike um, that was originally put, there was language put into the Build Back Better Act. It has been removed, and that bill is going to go forward in the House and the Senate without that language. What was Big, the cause of that? Um, Like why it was removed? Yeah, do we know? I mean, PCA put out a statement, and they're, you know, they're claiming their role in this, right? Um, you know, they developed the grassroots platform. They met with 100 people. They had the international summit. I'm not saying they didn't they didn't do all that, and, and but I think there were other things at play. I'm sure in there, and I think ultimately it came down to a political deal that happened that finally. And I heard that there was some people just not happy in Congress with Durbin. This is all coming from Senator Dick Durbin out of Illinois, and I think there's people who just were a little tired of it. Uh, is what what I heard too. I mean, uh, Glenn and Josh could probably give a little more insight into that. But it, it it's good news. Um, I thought PCA did a good job. They, they got the information out right away. And I think what they're doing, and this is what I like what they're doing, is they're telling people, hey, we're keeping the alert out there. You got, you got to keep the pressure on there. Keep contacting uh, your, your local Congress people. They put a link in the communication because this could be back in maybe next year. Maybe there's a chance they put it back in this year. You don't know. But so – um, you don't want to rest on your laurels with this one, but it's good news because this was the biggest. This was one of the biggest challenges the industry was facing this year was this tax hike. So, I mean, I just don't think the Build Back Better Act is going through anyway. I don't know either. I don't. I don't think it's going through. Joe Manchin's holding his ground. Thank God, even though we're kind of out of it for the moment. Right. You know, Abe always yells at me because he'll come in at night and I'll be listening to this kind of. He's like, "Why are you listening to this? Don't you just get aggravated?" I do, but um, yeah, I don't think the Build Back Better Act's going anywhere. It's like no. golf. I don't understand why people playing golf because half the time all I see them doing is cussing and breaking their clubs in half. It's like, why would you? How is this a pastime? Uh, I'm in agreement. <laughs> I'm in agreement with that. What else you got going on, Coop? All right. Uh, this was a story that came from uh, my, my colleague, uh, Bear Duplissy, actually scooped this story this week uh, from the TAA. Um, he wasn't at the TAA, but he, uh, he had a little birdie tell him that uh, the Tatawahi Karloff is returning. And. Uh, the Tatawai Karloff will be back as a TAA cigar. Um, about a thousand boxes are being allocated for the TAA. It's going to be the same packaging, the same blend, um, and uh, the slight price increase up to fourteen dollars. Expected to ship in mid-November. So if you didn't get a chance to get the Karloff last year, you have another shot this year. If you were at the TAA. If, if you were at the T, if you were at the TAA. So. 
<laughs> so um, I, I actually think I, I like I like a move like that and uh, like something like that. I think that's a cool thing to do for the TAA. So I, I like that. So I got to get my colleague Bear uh, was on that story um, for a change with that one. We got the Tatawai news out first this week. So yeah, all right. Uh, another another new release. Uh, this is coming from uh, our friend Kevin Schweitzer at Rockefeller Cigars. He has a cigar called The Art of Magic uh, Cardition. Um, and this is another one of his cigars that pays homage to his uh, love of magic. And a Cardition is a master of card magic. Um, the first Art of Magic, I got to say, it was one of the best cigars I've had this year. Uh, they did that first Art of Magic out of Tabsa. It was a Maduro. This new Art of Magic Cardition is going to be a Cameroon done out of uh, um, American Caribbean tobacco, who Kevin has a relationship with. Um, we should start seeing that cigar uh, in November. It's a limited production, um, limited to 400 boxes, and it's also going to feature the art of Jesse Flores, who did the art on the first release. Uh, Packaging-wise, it's pretty cool because the package looks like a large deck of cards. So uh, that's pretty cool to uh, to check out. Is that, um, is that the new one, Abe? No, nah, that's the one from last year. That's the old one. Yeah, he, he gave me one. Uh, Every time uh, Kevin comes to my office, I says, show me a trick. Make yourself disappear. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be on Coop on Thursday, actually, too. So uh, um, we'll, we'll check him out. Kevin, on you're on. Kevin's on. <laughs> Uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, so I, I, that art of magic. I gotta say, it's one of the best cigars that came out this year. It's, 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 a, it's a fantastic cigar. It's old school Aganorsa. That cigar. Kevin, nice. make sure you ship our, ours out first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got going on, Coop? Um, and then just I'll mention a few other things on Espinosa's front. Uh, first, uh, Espinosa actually does have a line extension to the Crema they announced this week, a six by fifty two box press uh, Toro. So if you're a fan of Crema line, uh, it's the first box press line extension. But probably the bigger news out of Espinosa is they canceled the virtual uh, Lazona Palooza. And they are rescheduling an in-person Lazona Palooza for March 3rd um, in person in uh, Florida. So they have nixed the virtual idea and have gone, they're going back to an in-person thing. I kind of thought that was a good move, too. So I kind of like the fact that they're going to get the in-person thing back going. And I, I guess really didn't think he should have canceled it. To be honest with you, it was. I don't. You know think, that I don't, think, I don't think anything politically in this environment and where we're at down here is changing from November to March. You know, there was there was when they had to get into the planning of this. That's when there was a spike. But the but the problem maybe is this: is that event is in that closed warehouse. That's a lot to get a lot of people in there in a pandemic. I, I kind of got it. Um, I think if they had waited another month, they probably could have still had it at this point. Pandemic's over. But now they have the risk. Now they have the risk. If, if, if there's a spike in January, what do they do? I mean, that's, that's the risk with this. Pandemic's over. Yeah, I mean, the last stats I've seen, Florida's had the least amount of... Um, uh, I mean, we just had look, look. Pandemic's not over. One of my guys, Ben, was down with it. Uh, people are still gonna get it. Yeah. This pandemic. People get the flu exactly. every year. It Doesn't mean it's gone. Yeah. It's just the crisis. I think what he's saying is the crisis is over. Yeah. Well, pandemic's yeah, I mean, still there. The, the the virus is still out there. But is it a crisis still? Common sense is what I say on the whole thing. 
That's I'm more scared weird. to drive on I-95 than I am of the pandemic. Yeah, it's season. Everybody's coming back. It's, I, uh, I, I'm yeah. not lying. I, I've seen <laughs> yeah. more deaths on I-95. Yeah. All right. Now, here's an interesting thing with the pandemic. So here's a can. A can- There's another cancellation this week. Puro Sabor has canceled their festival. And if you're really? on Pro- yeah, Puro Sabor is the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival. So that is canceled. And when, when um, was that supposed to happen? January. Uh, and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're, they're blaming COVID. Going through with theirs. Yeah. Yeah, but but I have to say it's the the effect of COVID in Nicaragua is is way yeah. beyond is way beyond health. There's only one airline that's flying. It's only Avianca. I don't know that they could even get the people there right. at once in time. Yeah. You know, they're logistically Nicaragua presents a, a different set of challenges that go way beyond. Um, Healthcare uh, and even even the the logistics of testing everyone and getting those results back in the appropriate amount of time to get people back in the country, I think would also be probably unfeasible um, to to pull off a festival. Yeah, I think it would be you know, and then there is an election coming up too. I think there's a little uncertainty with that. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks with that as well. But uh, I think Michael, I think you hit it on the head. I think it was the the travel, not necessarily the the actual getting the people together on that. What else you got going on, Coop? That's our news for this week. That's we the news for this week. Yep. For more news, visit www.cigar-coop.com. Yeah. Paul usually has the red banner running at the bottom, so I don't forget it. I know there's a hyphen in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, the hyphen. You got anything going on this week uh, that people could look forward to? Uh, yeah, we, like I said, the big thing is we're going to have Kevin Schweitzer on primetime on Thursday, so you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, we're also going to be doing another installment of our, um, new brand, which is Smoking Syndicate with, with Ben Lee, where we, uh, and we're going to have a round table. We pick one cigar and we smoke it and we just kind of talk about the cigar and just talk in general. And this week we'll be smoking the Underground 10 and that's going to air on Facebook on Monday night. The regular one or the floor edition that hit the shows? The regular one. Cool. Yep. Yep. The Toros we're going to be smoking. All right. It's that time. Season three, tail of the tape. Let's see uh, where it lands this week. Hit it. Coming in at number eight for me, Scarface, the 1932 original version starring Paul Mooney as Tony. The movie loosely tells the story of uh, kind of Al Capone's rise uh, through the Chicago mob. Uh, this was an original pre-code. It's, it's uh, again, one of the foundations of what gangster movies were. But uh, and more importantly, if you're a fan of Scarface, the Al Pacino version, this movie is the original um, Scarface was a remake of this movie. Everything down to, again, the main character is called Tony, um, the sister and the friend in a relationship, even the ending with the uh, the world is yours banner behind 
tone. You don't want to give the whole movie away. But if you are a fan of Al Pacino's Scarface, you should go watch this movie. It's the original. Go ahead, Coop. Mute, mute, mute. Rookie error. All right. Uh, I'm going to get killed on this one. Godfather 3. All right. Um, so here's the deal. I, I understand it's not Godfather 1 and 2, right? But it actually is based on – the whole plot is based on one of the most fascinating plots or stories I've followed. And actually, as in college, I was actually thinking of doing a research project on it. And that was the conspiracy theory around the death of, Paul, of Pope John Paul I. So that kind of just intrigued me. It's the Corleone family. It's really good. Andy Garcia delivers a, a fantastic performance in, in this movie as well. And, um, you know, it got overshadowed because there was a, a better movie that year that came out, and that was Goodfellas. So Goodfellas overshadowed that movie, and I get it. It's not Goodfellas, but um, I think it's still a very good movie. You know, he, here's where Godfather 3 just totally lost me. Right. Because we have the first of all, you know, we're piggybacking off the first two Godfathers. So we we have this scene in Godfather three where a helicopter comes flying in with an assault rifle to shoot up an entire mob sit down. And it was just so far fetched. It was like, okay, this is not a gangster movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, got probably three lands on my worst mob. Yeah, it's in my top five. That is not worst. I mean, there are there are worse. I mean, Dances with Wolves. This movie first was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. It lost to Dances with Wolves. Okay, you're gonna tell me that Dances with Wolves is better than this movie? No, this is this is this is The Godfather. This is you have The Godfather, and then you have this thing over here that's. I, I love the whole angle with Michael Corleone trying to like, kind of legitimize him stuff and stuff. I thought it was a – look, it's not Godfather 1 and 2. It's not good for Part of I me doesn't it. recognize The Godfather as a trilogy. That's how bad that movie is. It, it wasn't Godfather that. 3 is to Godfather what Many Saints of Newark is to Sopranos. Yeah, I, I yes, I, yes. I agree. Very, a very I agree. good movie. But, a Kubo, very, but, but I will tell you this: Newark, I, I analogy, but I enjoyed watching the Many Saints of Newark no. more than I enjoyed watching the Godfather Three. But I think if you if you, the reality is at the time, um, Godfather Three came out, probably less people saw one and two versus Many Saints of Newark. And Sopranos, where people watched it for serially for ten years, you know, you you've got this ingrained uh, philosophy and awareness of what Sopranos is, and then you've got uh, you know many saints, which is its own movie, yeah. but it's it's tough to compare. I think the same with Godfather Three. It's oh, a, I think it's a very good movie, standalone. But when you put it in the in the context of uh, the the enterprise of Godfather, I mean, helicopter yeah. shooting up mob sit downs. I don't know. How bad was it? The Palmer's daughter. She was so bad in that movie too. Look, but but Sonny Corleone getting shot at the Tolbus was a little over the top too. I mean, I, mean, I don't think that's a bad scene. I think it's a great scene. Uh, I, I mean, it's different scene. than a assault chopper coming in and shooting <laughs> up a you know. Wow. So there you have it. Scarface 1932 and The Godfather. When 3. you originally said Scarface for a second, I was like, what? 
Let me tell you me something. Too. Most now, most people haven't. Well, Coop, that was number, Coop's number eight last week, which Drew said controversy. Wait, 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 put it back up. Coop's number eight was or number not, nine. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Coop's number nine. That was the the, the 1981 Scarface. version yeah. with Al Pacino. But if you haven't seen the original Scarface, I mean, literally, if you would watch it and everyone's seen Al Pacino's Scarface, um, the 82 version is literally a remake of this movie. Oh, and I forgot to add one tidbit to Scarface 932. Actually, and Coop just mentioned the name earlier, features in the supporting cast. Actually, Boris Karloff is in that movie of That's right. Tiflahe Good job. Karloff fame. Coop has bad taste in movies, managers, coaches, and sports. Who said that? Was that <laughs> it's got to be Alan Rubin. Has to be. <laughs> please don't send him a coin. I, 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 please I'll don't send him a coin. A coin. Don't, never, he barely gets to exist in our chat rooms, let alone get coins. <laughs> he, he, he's, took, he's taken over. He's, make, he's made his own event. He's made his own events and all. We, yeah, let him live. <laughs> he's made his own events. He's had, he had a tough week sports-wise this week. So uh, mm, He did. Yeah. He did, and uh, he's still, you know, he's still lamenting about his Yankees getting like spanked. So in the playoffs, so. so Michael, I don't. You guys don't. I mean, I'm I'm assuming at this point there's no plans for like the old fashioned traditional store events, doing stuff like that, or is that something you can see yourself doing uh, in the upcoming year? Again, I, we're we're taking a twenty twenty two and beyond approach. Um, we are totally focused right now on making the best cigars we possibly can, getting them to the best retailers, um, and hoping that the best consumers would, would consider purchasing our cigars. That's first. Uh, it's, there's only two of us. It's myself and Brendan. What we do after that will really depend entirely on what our retail partners need us to do. Yeah. So I, I can't pretend I know that answer. Uh, and I understand that's not helpful to you right now as a retailer, no, but, we're just but, that's what retail, but that's what retail partnership is all about. We've, we've done it for, for 20 years. Um, I don't want to create what we need to grow when I don't know where we're going to be six months from now to make that exact call. Uh, so I certainly see events in, in the future, but I have to make sure that the events are, are unique, that it's not just a, you know, stand in the store for 12 hours and, and, and try and pitch product. I don't think that's a very forward, forward thinking approach. Um, but to the extent that it is helpful to a retailer to have me there, I'll be there. I mean, you know, our, that's... our personal philosophy has shifted. We 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 we're steering away from like in store events. Um, we just find it so much more beneficial and fun doing virtual ones, and they've been very successful because our local people can participate in virtual ones. Our fans in California, Texas, New York can do it. So it's just it's just a, seems to have worked out better and have a better reach, so that you know it's it's not just catering to a handful of you know fans here locally, but you know universally so you know we're shifting from that mentality just in terms i think of that's i think that's great and you've you've demonstrated that yeah. you're, you're thinking about it and you're responding to the needs of your customers and we are going to think about it and respond to the needs of our retailers that's that's all we can do but that is our commitment we will do what it takes to continue to grow the business 
Well, Michael, thank you for joining us this Saturday morning. Give us an update of where you're at, how things are going. We wish you continued success and look forward to uh, many things ahead uh, from Ferry Otago. Yeah, cool. I really appreciate it. Thanks for doing a better job for us this week and filling in for uh, Paul. Uh, you know, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, no, always, always. Uh, look, it's always an honor to be on on the show here. Uh, so, thank you for the opportunity as well. Always. And uh, Alex, uh, we're looking forward to Monday. Don't forget, check out smoking.com Monday at noon Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, we're gonna. I mean, when you tack on the rebates and what our boxes and discounts are normally on the site. I mean, it's really, it's, it's potentially even over a 48% savings. So we want to test this warehouse and yeah. see how things go. So it should be fun. Should be interesting. And you have you have inventory. So spend $200 on Ferry right. Otago and on Timeless Prestige and Timeless Sterling and get that gift certificate and buy more Ferry Otago. We have a lot of inventory. <laughs> Always selling. Always selling. We have a lot of inventory. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody, this week. We hope we entertained you, maybe educated a little bit, and uh, had some fun. Until next week, everyone. Keep it lit.